In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, Father. <clears throat> Yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of the Epiphany. And in the Chaldean Church, the Feast of the Epiphany is really the baptism of Jesus. And what does the baptism of Jesus really have to do with us? Um... When we think about the baptism of Jesus, you know, we think about our own baptism. We think about, you know, being freed of original sin. Jesus, being the Son of God, did not need to be free of original sin. He had no original sin. But what Jesus was doing was he was inaugurating, he was establishing the concept of baptism for humanity that humanity would need to be washed away, that humanity would need to be um, renewed in and by the Spirit of God. So Jesus being human and becoming one of us was the first to do it. He was the first to do it. He, he took our place in his humanity, went down into the waters, took our humanity, took our broken human nature from Adam and Eve, and our nature is still pretty broken, went into the waters and came out, and a voice came. What did the voice say? First of all, who was the voice from? The Father. What did the voice say to him? This is my son, with whom I am well pleased. When you and I are baptized, the Father says over us, this is my son, this is my daughter, with whom I am well pleased. In baptism, not only is our original sin removed, but something really powerful takes place. God gives us divine nature. Our human nature, on its own, is really broken. And, and we heard St. Paul talk about our, our human nature. What did he say about our human nature? He said, men are lovers of money, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They're abusers. Men will be um, uh, lovers of, 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 of sin, of the flesh. He describes all of these broken traits of our human nature, and we all fall into them. But, but he says, you were not given the spirit of fear to go back into these old ways, he says. Men hold the form of religion, but they deny the power of it. You and I, we may be those people that we hold the form of religion. We have been baptized. And we know we've been baptized. And we come to church and we pray. But... We deny, whether directly or indirectly, sometimes we don't mean it, we forget about the power of our baptism, the power that we have in that my nature, as broken and as weak as my nature is, and as much as I want to fall into sin, I don't have to fall into sin because my nature has been renewed. How? Through my baptism. So guess what, guys? God, what's his nature? What is God's nature? It's divine. 
divine nature. That means there's no limit. That's his nature. That's who he is. He has no limit. All-powerful, all-knowing. You and I, because of our baptism, we share in that divine nature. That means that you and I, whatever weakness that we have, our nature has been infused with divine power. That means that you and I, we can do things that only God can do. Jesus, in the gospel today, he reads from Isaiah, and he talks, and he reads the part of Isaiah that's talking about him. And what does the prophet Isaiah say about him? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has called me to preach good news to the poor, to release those who are captive and bring sight to the blind, to let those who are bogged down in fear and in sin, to let them go free. That's what Jesus' mission was, right? He brought sight to the blind. He set those who were captive. He did all of those beautiful things. But it didn't end there, and it shouldn't end there. Today, the same ministry of Jesus, through our baptism, has been given to us, to you. To you as lay people the same ministry and the same power the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead the same spirit that raised Lazarus from the dead the same spirit that opened the eyes of the blind guess what the same spirit is in us is in you but how many of us today are holding the form of religion, but we're denying the fact that that's actually possible? We're thinking to ourselves, Father, that happens maybe once in a while, if that ever happens, and I'd like to see some scientific proof. That's the reality. I'd like to see some scientific proof before I can ever say that that happens. Or, you know what, Father, I believe that that happens, but I believe that that only happens with the priests and the nuns. They can do that kind of stuff. And maybe once in a while, you know, this or that. Maybe, maybe Jeff Kassab. Maybe Jeff Kassab. I got to pick on you. We have the power. But how many of us are going out and exercising the power? How many of us have, been, have actually experienced that power? Where somebody was able to do something that was so beyond human. You saw that person do something that you were like, how do they do that? Or how did they do that? How many of you guys have ever had that? Where you, where you saw somebody do something that you were like, wow. How did that person have the ability to do what they did? No? Never seen that before? You've never seen somebody say or do something that made you really start questioning that there has to be a God if that person did that? Today, people, lay people, are finally starting to find the gift of the Spirit, and they're finally starting to practice the gift of the Spirit. I'll tell you a little story. I know a friend who was sitting down with a person who was really, really questioning the existence of God because this person had, had seen like four deaths in one year of close people to them. So they were really, 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 they just, they were exhausted from death. 
And that, and all of those deaths, one after the other, just made them begin to really question if God was real. In pain, they were in pain. They were in darkness. So my friend was going back and forth, and, 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 and they were talking to them. And my friend said to them, you know, I just want to let you know that as... I'm, as, I, I've, as I'm looking at you, I'm seeing Our Lady of Sorrows next to you. As I'm talking to you, I'm seeing Our Lady of Sorrows, the Sorrowful Mary, standing next to you. And she looked at she said, what? She said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but as I'm talking to you, I see Mary, Sorrowful Mary. And she says to her, do you know that Our Lady of Sorrows is, is, who I, is who I speak to. I mean, Mary is, Our Lady of Sorrows is the, only, is the only thing that gives me hope that there might be a God, she says. And I've been praying to her, and I have a picture of, a huge old picture of Our Lady of Sorrows in my home, and, and I looked to her and I talked to her every single day. She said, how am I supposed to know that? I don't know that. How would my friend have the power to know that Our Lady of Sorrows is who she's devoted to? And right there, that girl, whatever questions or doubts that she had that were making her want to run away from God, right there, she was like, how did you know that? She's like, because God is real and because God knows you and, and God knows that you're in pain and Mary is with you and, and that girl just started to sob because she knew that she was being seen and she was heard and she was loved by God and my friend is a lay person not a priest, not a nun it's an average Joe how many of us today recognize that our religion really has power the power to really change our lives and the, the power to change people's lives. How many of us today are, are actually asking God to use us in the spirit? Like, God, I want to be your instrument. Show me. Use me. Are we telling God that? Are we talking about God at home? Are we talking about God at work? Are we talking about God with our friends that, that maybe we don't ever want to talk about God with? Are we being bold to speak? My brothers and sisters, we can hold the form of religion, but we have to see the power of it. And, the for, and, and, and our religion is not just a form of doing things and saying things. There is a reality behind what we're doing. There is a reality behind the Eucharist. There is a reality beyond, behind our baptism. There is a reality behind the Word of God and the Bible. There is true power because you and I have been given divine nature. That's the greatest news I've ever heard, actually. That's the greatest news I've ever heard, that I have divine nature. That whatever it is that I'm facing today that makes me feel weak and maybe even hopeless and maybe feel like this is never going to change and I don't have the power to do this or face this, guess what? 
You've been given divine nature. That means that you can because of Him. You can because of Him. Not because of us, but by the Spirit of God who's living in us. Do we believe that? Are we living by that? Are we activating that? Hey, you know, did you ever see that, that little meme, that, that little short video of that lady that was on, um, she was on that show uh, with Steve Harvey, I forgot what it's called, uh, Family Feud. And she literally just in the middle of it, she's like, Holy Spirit, activate. And she starts like dancing around like a psycho, okay? I love this video. I crack up every single time. Because she's literally singing, Holy Spirit, activate. Which means that she knows that the Spirit of God is there, and now she's saying, Holy Spirit, do your thing. Activate in me. Move. Go. He will. You know, you, you, you're having a bad day, and you're like, man, I really just want to go, and I just, I just want to go and do this bad thing that I know I shouldn't be doing, because I just want to go numb myself. Could be a bad habit. Could be drugs, whatever it might be. I, I just really want to go do this. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, move me. Holy Spirit, I am a divine child of God. I'm divine. I don't have to do this. I know many people, just by knowing that they have the Spirit of God, have, have broken addictions. Do we believe this? Are we seeing this? Are we practicing this? Because if not, you guys, then we're just holding a, a religion just to go through the motions and we're just, means nothing really. But it does. Let's take this message. Let's go and let's practice our faith. Let's go and ignite our faith. Let's go and spread the gospel. It's a new year, guys. Let's go and spread the gospel. Are you ready to spread the gospel? Go home and spread the gospel. You don't have to be a priest. Go and spread the gospel. Go preach boldly. Go speak life into somebody. And even ask the, God, ask the Holy Spirit, God, tell me in my life right now who is in need and, and what do you want me to do with them? What's, what, is my, what is my role in that situation? He will start showing you. He will start telling you. But you have to be ready. You have to ask, and you have to say, Holy Spirit, activate in me, and you'll see it happen. Amen? Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.